Hey, this is Matt Rosenberg, and you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to The Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Friday, so we're going to talk about what you want to talk about, and that is the payoff. Uh, all week we've been talking about evolution because we've been celebrating the publication of Charles Darwin's On the Origin of Species. And, you know, we've looked at uh, some really cool Godsim games in video games. We looked at the wonderful movie Evolution. And I had a few people say, Lance, why didn't you talk about X-Men Evolution? Um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> full disclosure, full honesty... I, I don't know. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but it's it's okay. We talked about the great film with David Duchovny, Evolution. We talked about the X-Men. We talked about Charles Darwin himself. And today, today we're going to try and talk about On the Origin of Species. The, the literature. Uh, I say try because... This is a daunting task. I've been working on this all week for days and days and days, even with Thanksgiving stuff. I uh, Oh, happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Happy belated Thanksgiving. I had to cook two hams and lots of sides and stuff. Um, we didn't really see any family, but somehow we had to deliver a lot of food. I don't know how that worked out. But anyway, amidst all that, I've been trying to talk about, you know, trying to figure out what to talk about. The Origin of Species is over 500 pages long. And trying to figure out what to take out and put into a 10-ish minute show, uh, you know, that's hard. That's like, on the flip side of the coin, let's take the Old Testament, let's take Genesis and fit it into 10 minutes. And uh, it's not the easiest, you know? So I was... Creeping on the Wikipedia page and looking uh, about some things. But before we get to that, I do want to ma- mention a few things. So, we teased it on yesterday's show. One of the big things that got Darwin here to, to the book, when he was on the HMS Beagle, he discovered these finches. And he thought they were mockingbirds and, uh, you know, different things. But they all, in the Galapagos... He could tell that they had a common ancestor that was a bird he saw in South America. Well, these birds flew to Galapagos, and then, depending on the island, they broke off and evolved with their different beak styles. And he drew a, a lot, actually, a lot, a lot, a lot of Darwin's uh, theories and books and stuff started off as sketches. He There's a really infamous drawing of trees. He draws trees and shows the branching of things and yeah, and, and these mockingbirds slash finches were part of it. And he was showed how some had developed a beak that was better for grubs, you know, worms. Some had developed a beak that was better for nuts and some for berries and you know, but they all had a common ancestor. Uh, same thing with the turtles. There were some turtles that had short necks and arched shells. And this is that way they were on the like the more humid and 
islands where the plants grew low so they could eat low and protect themselves from predators. And then on the islands where the plants grew high, the turtles had long necks and shorter shells. And this allowed them to reach up and eat, you know, what they wanted to. And this, along with the, the fossils, we talked about the fossils he discovered that were like ancient sloths, ancient um, armadillos, things like that, that it helped him form this theory that things change over time. And even though we call this Evolution Week, Darwin didn't use the word evolve until the sixth edition of the book where he updated the outro, um, the afterword, you know, whatever you want to call it, and mentioned evolution. So, you know, I think that's something people need to consider. And a lot of people, you know, throw throughout the religious argument of, oh, well, this disproves religion. But as we talked about on Thursday's show, Darwin was a very religious man. Uh, I mean, not as much as like his wife and mother, but that's one of the reasons he waited so long. He waited 20 years, over 20 years, to publish this book because one of the reasons was he was worried about the religious backlash it would send. You know, he wanted to make sure everything was 100% because if he was going to come in and say these things, you know, he, to use a vernacular, you know, he better come correct. And he, he did. And that's what took so long. But part of the, another reason he waited so long is trying to bridge the gaps and figure out things, you know, try and get to that. And one of the biggest influences he has was actually uh, came about from the Census Act of 1800. And there was an essay, actually it was an essay on the principle of population written by Thomas Robert Malthus. And it was really big on natural selection, talking about how people over-reproduce and that resources become limited and stuff. And so Charles Darwin took that and light bulb went off. He's like, okay, so as species reproduce um i saw a great i watched i've watched a lot of videos about this i saw a great video that kind of explained this so dominant traits are going to be the successful the survival traits so let's take a rabbit okay let's say you have three rabbits one rabbit is small so it it's hard for predators to find it but it's not very uh, strong, like it has small teeth, so it can't crack open nuts and stuff, and so it can't eat a whole lot. Well, that's not too good. Then on the flip side, you have one that has really strong teeth and jaws, but it's a big rabbit, and so predators can see it and kill it easily. And then in the middle, you know, the porridge is just right. You have one that's not too big, not too small, so that we can avoid predators, but have strong enough teeth and stuff to break open things and, and eat them. Well, those those traits are going to be what carries on to the next uh, the next generation, and so on and so forth, until eventually you get a new species, you know, that is so far 
derived from its ancestor that it's it's a new species. And, you know, we mentioned those turtles and things earlier, and that's, that's where you get that. Uh, you know, a lot of people go with that survival of the fittest, but even Darwin said that the strong don't always survive. You know, that was not his theory. The fittest, in his mind and stuff, is the most likely to survive. So just because you're the big strong one, well, guess what? You're also going to stand out. And if you're a rabbit, a wolf is going to eat you. So his theories are more about taking the traits, the best traits, and helping a species survive. And that's what On the Origins of Species is uh, about. Uh, there's a summary of the theory that Ernst Mayer said... And the, it's broken down to a few bullet points. You know, there's every species is fertile enough that if all offspring survive to reproduce, the population will grow. Okay, well, yeah, that, that's true. Uh, despite periodic fluctuations, populations remain roughly the same size. We know that that's true well, because nature has a way of culling itself, you know, like whether it be through disease or the population outgrows the food source, well, that's going to trim it back down. So that's true. Resources such as food are limited and relatively stable over time. Yeah. Uh, a struggle for survival ensues. Yeah. Individuals in a population vary significantly from one another. That's true for any species on the face of the earth. Uh, much of this variation is hereditary. We know that's true. I mean, even look look at people you know if both your parents have red hair you're probably going to have red hair individuals less suited to the environment are less likely to survive and less likely to reproduce individuals more suited to the environment are more likely to survive and more likely to reproduce and leave their heritable traits to future generations which produces a process of natural selection yes so i want to take a second to talk about that phrase natural selection Darwin came up with it as a flip of artificial selection. Because even back then, you had breeders and farmers that were cross-breeding, cross-pollinating plants and animals to get the best traits. And he saw that and he's like, you know, if people are... Why, why doesn't nature do that? And it turns out nature does do that. You know, it's just something that, that is. And so he was like, well, if that's artificial selection, I'm going to call this natural selection. And the last point that Mayer introduced was, this slowly affects process, affected process results in populations changing to adapt to their environments, and ultimately these variations accumulate over time to form a new species. Which is it's basically what we said uh, on everything. And so it's, it's interesting. A lot of people hear Darwin and they automatically think, oh, well, we came from monkeys. Well, that, that's not exactly his, his shtick. You know, he did observe orangutans and notice how they kind of acted like human children and stuff. And, um, yeah, we there's a whole nother... I went down a lot of rabbit holes on this. One is about, like, the Uncanny Valley and humans, uh, homo sapiens murdering Neanderthals and stuff. But, yeah. Um, you know, it is about adaptation, which 
I personally am a firm believer in adaptation. Uh, you know, and so I guess by proxy, you know, evolution kind of spins off of that. But you you think about it, you look at it, it's totally a thing. Uh, people are taller now. People live longer. And you're like, oh, well, that's because of medicines. That's because of this. Well, you know what? That's part of the process. That's part of life cycles. And so uh, things pass on. Uh, let's go back to the, the redheaded thing. I have, I have actually kind of a strange amount of redheaded friends. But uh, that is a gene that is dying out. People don't view it as... Uh, not necessary, but they don't view it with fondness. And so, people aren't, uh, let's be honest, not breeding with redheaded people. Uh, they are, but in fewer and fewer numbers. And so, eventually, that gene is going to disappear. That gene is going to go extinct. And that is what Darwin is saying, is that non-favorable traits eventually get phased out you know uh, and that's that's true i mean look at um new coke new coke nobody liked it it's gone and that that i mean not to oh wow i, I just dumbed down all of darwin's stuff and compared it to a horrible horrible soda but that that's kind of how it is so you know i think people who haven't read and I'll be honest, I haven't read all of Origin Species. Um, this week, after this week, I've read a lot more than I did before this week. But, you know, people need to kind of step back, take a look at it, and see what he's really saying. And realize the scientific implications of this. I mean, this book, I, I do, I put it up there with, like, the Bible as far as most influential books ever written. Because this opened up so many people's eyes and changed the ways people thought that, uh, you know, we're still discussing it hundreds of years later. And what it means not only to us, but to science and what we know. And uh, I don't know. I think that's impressive that something can have that kind of lasting effect. So let me know, though, what you think. Uh, let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, everywhere. Just look for the Night Nerd. Except Twitch. We are Night Nerd Podcast on Twitch. Uh, we do watch parties. We do gaming. All sorts of stuff. Uh, hit us up on Patreon. Patreon.com slash the Night Nerd. Lots of great shows over there for you to check out. Uh, email me. Nightnerd at the Nightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for us today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening. And we will see you next time.